from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Yesterday, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch exposed what it termed a significant security flaw on the Missouri Department of Education website. The Daily reported that social security numbers of school employees had been written into the site's HTML source code, making them, quote, vulnerable to public exposure. It notified the state, and the state removed the affected pages. Only then did the Post-Dispatch publish its findings. But Governor Mike Parson went on the war path. He accused the Daily of hacking the education website. He said the matter had been referred for criminal investigation. And when the paper challenged his characterization, he doubled down. So what exactly happened here? Well, we're joined today by someone who knows a bit about HTML source code. Brent Jones is St. Louis Public Radio's data visual specialist. Brent, welcome. Hi, thanks. Thanks for having me. So Brent, we're counting on you to kind of break this down for us as simply as you can. What is HTML source code? So basically, when you use your computer to visit a website, the, you, your computer sends a message to the website and says, hey, uh, show me what you got. And the website sends a bunch of stuff back to your computer, and your computer interprets that and then shows you a web page. And HTML source code is part of what uh, gets sent back to your computer. So would someone have to hack a website in order to see the source code on that web page? Not at all. Um, that's it's it's just how the internet works. Basically, uh, your computer requests that information, the website sends it to you, and then your computer, your browser, will interpret that and show you the web page as the designer meant to see it. So the HTML code um, is usually in mostly plain English that you can read if you're looking at it um, in, say, a, a text editing program. Your browser just knows how to interpret it and put in, say, um, bold or italics or put in links, that sort of thing. And to see it in a text editing program, that's not something that only hackers have. That's something I could do right here on my computer. Sure. Browsers have uh, functions to let you see the source code, and that's important, uh, especially if you're developing websites, to be able to see the source code behind the website you're developing and make sure everything's working the way that it should. So the governor yesterday, as I said, he doubled down on this. He tweeted, quote, the facts, an individual access source code, and then went a step further to convert and decode that data in order to obtain Missouri teachers' personal information. This data was not freely available, and by the actor's own admission, the data had been had to be taken through eight separate steps in order to generate a social security number. So you've said this data actually would be freely available to anybody who pulls up this website, he says it would have taken eight separate steps to generate a social security number from that. Does that ring true? So the the data, based on what we know um, on the reporting, uh, both from the Post-Dispatch and what the governor himself said, um, it seems like the data was freely available in the sense that it was sent to anyone's computer who asked for it. If you went to that website and you pulled up information um, the website sent you that information, uh, including the social security number. The paper has said that the number was encoded, but not encrypted. Um, and encoded just means that it was sort of translated um, into a different language, let's say. Um, we encode things all the time to make them more efficient for computers to use um, and, and that sort of thing. 
Uh, so encoding uh, something doesn't protect it from other people who want to see it. It just can make it more efficient for a computer to use. Um, encryption would be something like putting a password on it. And that was not the case with this based on what we know. So why would a social security number even be present within source code? Is there a good reason that that was part of the back end of this website? Um, n- not really. I mean, I've, I've seen various um, speculation about why that might be the case. Um, if it was part of a larger system that did need the social security number for a good reason, you know, payroll systems, for example, um, and if this was somehow taken from that but not cleaned appropriately, um, that might be a reason why it remained in there. But certainly, I can't think of a good reason why it should be sent to just anyone who asks. Hmm. So this information was out there. It it could be found. It was not encrypted. There was no password. Journalists across the U.S. have been up in arms about Governor Parson making these threats. But you've noted that this is not just about journalists. What makes the threat of prosecution for what the Post-Dispatch did? Why is that so troubling and, and maybe have bigger ramifications here? Sure. It's it's important because there's a concept in the programming world called responsible or ethical disclosure. And that's when we know there are bugs in code and most programmers want to fix those bugs. They don't want those bugs to be there, especially ones that reveal information like this. And so most of the time, uh, if your application is doing something like that, you want somebody to come and tell you about it so you can fix it. And most of the time what happens is somebody will find this bug, they will report it, and they will tell, they'll report it to the, the programmer and say, hey, uh, you need to fix this, and I'm going to report it in a week or something because people need to know that it was out there. Well, what the governor's done has made it way less likely that anyone in the future who finds a bug like this is going to report it because if they're worried about going to jail, um, I might just decide, well, I don't want to be accused of doing something bad, uh, so I guess I better not say anything, and maybe somebody else with less, uh, less good intentions are, is going to find it next. Hmm. That's very troubling. Brent Jones, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and explaining this. Sure, thanks. This episode was produced by Laura Hamden with audio engineering by Aaron Dorr and production assistance from Jane Mather-Glass. It was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.